الحمدللہ وکفا وسلام علی عباده الذین استفا اما بعد اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم یا ایوہ الذین آمنوا کتب علیکم السیان کما کتب علی الذین من قبلکم لعلکم تتکون وقال اللہ تعالی فی آیت اخرى شہر رمضان الذی انزل فیه القرآن سبحان ربك رب العزة أما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد ومبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد ومبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد ومبارك وسلم the Quran al-Kareem, Furqan al-Hamid, is a book that was sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, intended as a book of guidance and hidayah, a book that will decisively settle each and every matter in humanity. It shows the straight path to the person who has gone astray, it shows the mercy of Allah subhanahu to the person who has forgotten his mercy. It shows the greatness of Allah subhanahu to the person who has forgotten his greatness. It reminds that person of Allah subhanahu who had even forgotten that he existed. The Quran al-Kareem is a book of hidayah. It reminds a person of the hayah, the modesty that they're supposed to have when they have lost it. It invites a person to the taqwa piety they should have. And they lost it. Invites a person back to following Sayyidina Rasulullah when they lost him. Every single thing could be lost from all of humanity if they were come back to Quran al-Kareem and the teachings of the deen of Islam. Quran and deen would be sufficient to bring it all back to them. And that is what this month of Ramadan is. The month of Ramadan, Allah said in Quran, is the month in which he revealed the Quran it means it's the month in which a person can become Qur'anic insan. And becoming Qur'anic insan doesn't necessarily mean having to read and study and understand every single thing in Qur'an, but it means to understand the important features of Qur'an. Allah SWT says in Qur'an, Allahu khaliqu kulli shay, that Allah SWT is the creator of each and everything. Whatever in the universe has been created by Allah, including you and me. This is one aspect that a lot of us, we don't feel like that. We don't feel like makhluk. You see, this is a very personal thing. For example, when there is an inventor and he invents something, he personally feels something about his invention. If there is a student and they feel that they are the product of their teacher, then they feel very personally about their teacher. Whether it's their hifz teacher or their Quran teacher, tajweed teacher, ilm teacher, zikr teacher, so when actually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we are his makhluk, Allah ta'ala was trying to put a feeling in us that we should feel that we are created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah ta'ala is my khalik. We should feel like a brand has been put on us. We should feel like we have a label on us made by Allah. Hmm? Every one of us is carrying a label made by Allah. A person should feel it. Even this basic sifat of being makhluk, most people don't feel like that. 
They act as if they have lived forever. They act as if they were born on their own somehow. They act as if they are products of this world. They act as if this world is the be-all and end-all of their life. They don't behave like makhluk. So one feature of Ramadan, each thing I'm outlining certain things in deen tonight, but things that are feelings that we have to put in this month of Ramadan. Because this month of Ramadan can no longer be just a month of fasting. Otherwise, every one of us has gone through that exercise. Some of us have gone through it a few times. Some of us have even gone through it a few dozen times. This year, this month of Ramadan, we should not view it as just merely a month of fasting. But rather, we have to make it a month of feeling. That all year round, I was not feeling about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what I was supposed to feel. And in this month, I'm going to work on myself to feel the feelings of Qur'an, to feel about my Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ar-Rahman. How much did people feel about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So first thing they felt is that we are His creation. Second thing they felt is that we are the taker of blessings and Allah Ta'ala is the giving of blessings. In other words, there is something called barakah. And that barakah is part of our Abd-Rabb relationship. Barakat, blessings. But it means blessings in our time, blessings in our health, blessings in our home, in our families, in our relationships, in our jobs, in our colleague relationships. Blessings in our intellect, blessings in our memory, blessing in the wisdom of our decisions. And these are all things that everybody wants. Everybody wants to have barakah in all of these things, but they don't feel that Allah Ta'ala is the being who's going to send them that barakah, that deen is going to be the source of that barakah. So if they want to have barakah in their decisions, they try to rely on their own wisdom and analysis as opposed to making istikhara and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send khair and barakah. Let's just look at this one feature. In the last 11 months, how many of us have made istikhara for how many decisions? And Allah ta'ala gave us a way to get barakah in the decision and then the actions that would be a result of those decisions. But we don't do it. We don't do it. We're uncaring, unfeeling, unfeeling. That person who feels that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the source of barakah and Allah ta'ala has given them a rope to get that barakah called Salat al-Istikhara, they would definitely do it. So that's another amal we should try to do in this month of Ramadan, not necessarily every day, but if anyone is facing any decision, whether inside this month or after this month, they should revive the sunnah of istikhara. And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa said in the hadith that that person who revives the sunnah that has faded away, whether they revive it in themselves or they revive and enact it in a society, they will get the reward of 70 shuhada on the Day of Judgment. This is a sunnah that we can revive. Another feeling that a human being is supposed to have about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that like how our mashayikh say in Urdu, that Allah ta'ala is the being that bestows and we are the ones that beg. We've lost both of these feelings. We don't feel that Allah Ta'ala is the one that bestows. All of our gaze throughout the 11 months or maybe even our entire lifetimes has been what we call تحت asbab. We've been looking at all the means through which Allah Ta'ala provides and we've forgetten, forgotten that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala is the provider. And because we don't feel that way, that He is Al-Wahhab or the being that bestows, 
we have stopped begging from it. We have stopped asking from it. Don't have the feelings that we're supposed to have for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another feeling that we're supposed to have for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is something that many of us may do, but we don't do it with feeling. And that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our ma'bud, our masjud. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the being who we worship, the being who we do sajda to. And our job, if Allah ta'ala is ma'bud and masjud, what is our job, our identity is that I am sajid, I am abid, I am abd. We don't feel that about ourselves. Even though we may physically prostrate, the feelings of sajda don't come inside of us. The feeling of sajda was not something that you feel just during the salah. The feeling of sajda means that the way we feel about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is I'm absolutely subservient and submissive to Him and I enjoy the qurba with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I get whenever I'm submissive and subservient to Him. So actually the nukta in sajda was that a person feels so much qurb to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that posture of sajda, Allah ta'ala was trying to show them that every moment and every time in this life when you submit and bow to my command and obey my wish and pleasure, you will feel kareeb. My qurb is there for you every time you metaphorically do sajda to my command and my wish and wish. But we don't have that feeling. We don't have that feeling about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then, another feeling is the way the lover wants to attain their beloved, the way the lover wants to win over their beloved. This go where they say in Urdu, that Ashik or Mohib apne mahboob ko manwane ki goshes karta hai. Ye ek jazbaut. This is the feeling. That I want to win over Allah subhanahu wa I want to be so loyal and true and obedient and loving and feeling for him that I win him over and he sends his own love and barakah and his mahabba and fazl and karma upon me. This is a human identity. This is how we were supposed to feel. This is how we are supposed to live our life. We don't have that feeling anymore. Neither do we feel that love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nor do we feel that he is our beloved, nor do we feel that we want to win and charm and win him over so that he sends in fazl and karma upon us. So we have lost the feelings that we are supposed to have for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Ramadan then could be a month in which we get those feelings back. Now don't think this. Ummah has had those feelings historically. And in fact Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the name of that being. That as much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been prayed to, as much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been worshipped, as much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been invoked, as much as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been loved, as much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been asked and supplicated in the darkness of the night, as much as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been supplicated in the heat of the day, no other being in the history of universe has ever been loved or worshipped or called upon as much as Allah. So it's a great tradition of feeling. There's a great history of feeling. Our ummah is an ummah of passion and feeling. But somehow we have allowed ourselves to divert from the asal of our ummah. Real Muslim means passionate Muslim. Passionate about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Instead, what did we do? Our passions and our emotions and feelings have been entirely taken up by Ghairullah. Our passions, emotions and feelings are entirely taken up by Ghairullah. And therefore, our happiness and our sadness and our striving and our seeking and our yearning and our aspiring is all related to Ghairullah. So in the month of Ramadan is the month to cut those threads. 
and to cut all my emotional attachment to everything else and to give this qalb, this emotional, spiritual heart only and exclusively to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this really is the sha'an and real majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That He is that being who is one over the hearts of humanity for the history of humanity. That is the greatest majesty of Allah. Not that the planets rotate on their orbits. Not that the sun rises from the east and sets in the west. Not the obedience of any other creation. Not the obedience of all of creation combined together. The sha'an in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his azmat is that he is that being who can win over the hearts of humanity. Now can you imagine that person who is Muslim, who is Musliman, has Quran, believes in Nabi alayhi salam, and still their heart has not been won over by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Still their heart is won over and attracted to all types of things or people or ideas in this world. Allah Akbar So it's to undo this tragedy. It's to reverse this tragedy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends upon us special moments like this month of Ramadan. Another word that our mashaykh used for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is maqsood. So we did ma'bud, mahbub, maqsood. Maqsood means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the object of my qasid. Allah ta'ala is the object of my irada. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the object of my will. It would be what in English you would call to live an Allah-oriented life. Everything I do is oriented for Allah. This, there are people like that on this earth. And they had that ability, by the way. Don't think that, no, we live complicated lives. No. They were so Allah-oriented, they could have made their corporate job Allah-oriented. They could have made their small business Allah-oriented. They could have made their academic profession Allah-oriented. They could have made their university education Allah-oriented. It's not that you have to leave the world. It's the orientation, it's the outlook, it's the feeling, it's the passion. Every young man in any university can get up every day and make this and feel this feeling in their heart that today I want to live this day for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm going to carry myself in front of others and on this campus as an Abdullah, as a servant and slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anyone can have this feeling. This feeling and this act carries a lot of weight in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This act is really the act that Allah ta'ala is calling us to when we recite the kalima. This all of what I said is nothing more than just the tashrih or tafsir or tafsir of la ilaha illallah. That's what it means. So we want to feel our heart should have the kalima. That our heart should have no object of desire, no object of yearning, no object of love except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran al-Kareem, Allahu waliyu alladhina amanu yukhrijuhum minu dhulumati ilan nur. So first step of this ayah, Allahu waliyu alladhina amanu. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the wali of those who believe. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the intimate friend, protector, nourisher, caretaker, sustainer, guardian. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sufficient entirely in every sense of the word for all of those who believe. 
that one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sufficient for all of those who believe. Again, this is a feeling. We should also feel this feeling that Allah ta'ala alone is my wali. I don't need any other wali. I don't need any other benefactor. I don't need any other guardian. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sufficient for me as my wali. And what is the second thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned? يُخْرِجُهُمْ مِنَ ذُلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes a person out from all types of darknesses, zulumat is plural, ila nur, and brings him to the single singular nur that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's deen, that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's ridwan, that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure. Now this is what is one surat of this is the month of Ramadan. For those who understand Arabic, when Allah takhrij, one means by which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes people out. One of the azim and great ways by which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes people out from all types of darknesses that they're in, back into nur, nur of ibadah, nur of taqwa, nur of sabr, nur of shukr, nur of tawakkul, nur of ikhlas, nur of sidq, nur of adab, nur of akhlaq, nur of salah, nur of haya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put all of that in one sum product called Al-Nur and Allah subhanahu in this month can take a person out from all of their zulamat and bring them into Nur. This is the type of month we want. Fasting and staying away from food and drink and lawful relations if you're marrying is just a jump start. It's just when lighting the match. Fasting is lighting the match. This year we want our Ramadan to be a bonfire. Hmm? That's Nur. We want our month of Ramadan to be a bonfire. That we should become what we say in Urdu, Sarapai Nur. So much Nur I want to get in this month of Ramadan that I want to be Sarapai Nur. And this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He helps a person out in all types of situations. He can take a person out from the zulmat of kufr into the Nur of Iman. He can take a person out from the zulmat of sin into the Nur of good deeds can take a person out from the zulmat of disobedience into the nur of obedience, can per- take a person out from the zulmat of laziness into the nur of being strong-willed and dynamic and fortitude and endurance for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And a pers- Allah ta'ala can take a person out of delusion and bring a person into hikmah. This is one thing I feel, especially in this particular class, that this class is deluded into thinking that they're wise when they are so very, very unwise. Which type of wisdom am I talking about? If you're looking at the wisdom of your degree and pedigree, then you may be very wise. If you're talking about the wisdom that Luqman al-Hakim had, if you're talking about the wisdom that is referred to in Quran as hikmah, in that sense people are extremely unwise. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran al-Kareem, that that person whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon them hikmah, فَقَدْ أُوْتِيَ خَيْرًا كَثِيرًا Indeed, they have been bestowed and have been granted a tremendous, abundant, manifold wonder. We are people who lack this type of hikmah. The wisdom about when to be patient. The wisdom about when to be kind. The wisdom about when to lower the gaze. The wisdom to get up and pray that fajr. The wisdom not to sleep until you have prayed that Isha. The wisdom to learn and read from Quran. 
the wisdom to follow and love Nabi alayhi salam. That is wisdom. And as from what we related to what I mentioned at the start of the talk, the wisdom to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as He wishes to be known. The wisdom to win Allah ta'ala over as He wishes to be won over. The wisdom to become the lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The wisdom that is required to make oneself the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This hikmah is passed from one person's breast to another. This wisdom is passed through an oral living tradition from people. This is that wisdom that Luqman al-Hakim was trying to pass to his son. This is the hikmah that we like. And we pride ourselves. This is the type of ghurur. And other types of wisdom that we have. Rational intelligence, a brilliant mind, analysis, superficial, what we like to glorify as independent research and investigation, which is actually just superficial paraphrasing and footnoting. Right? Where we like to pride ourselves and call it independent research and analysis, which is little more than superficial paraphrasing and footnoting. That's not hikmah. Hikmah is to know Allah subhanahu wa as He has revealed Himself to be, to love Allah subhanahu wa as He deserves to be loved. Now, Allah subhanahu wa He is Al-Hakim. One of the acts of His hikmah is that number one, that He has placed inside of ourselves. That in yourselves there are signs of Allah subhanahu wa One is the signs of Allah subhanahu wa in the horizons, in the creation, in the samawat, in the earth. But here Allah subhanahu wa says in Quran al-Kareem, That even in your own selves there are signs of Allah subhanahu wa You are internally programmed, hardwired to love Allah subhanahu wa do you not even reflect and look and perceive your own inner fitra? And yes, many people have gone so distant, so low, their iman is so dormant, their feelings are so numb, that they don't feel Allah subhanahu wa So then another function and feature that we should try, strive to put in our Ramadan is to untap our own inner potential to know Allah subhanahu wa To find in ourselves that part of us that can reach out to Allah subhanahu wa Allah subhanahu wa as another ayah in Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa says in Qur'an al-Kareem, وَتِلْكَ الْأَيَّامُ نُنْدَابُلُهَا بَيْنَ nas That there are days of varying conditions that we alternate amongst the people and we give them changing fortunes. Now this is something that in Urdu you call Muslim Messiah. I want you to understand that there's nothing, there's no force. There's no force in earth. There's no force in the Samawat. There's no force in Quran. There's no force in Sunnah that is going to stop these ever-changing conditions coming upon you because Allah subhanahu wa said in Quran that that is the way that He's going to treat humanity. There will always be imtihan. There will always be masaib. There will always be musibah. There will always be ibtila. They will always come. You might always not be in them, but they will come and they will go. And most of the time you will be in a state of aman and minan. But every person will be tried and tested and shaken. So if somebody thinks that this is what I want from deen, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should give me a test-free life, 
Allah subhanahu should give me an absolutely worry-free life. Allah subhanahu should give me a betrayal-free life. Allah subhanahu should give me a hasad-free life. It's impossible. Impossible. What Allah subhanahu is telling a person is that Allah subhanahu controls the system. And what the Mufassirun have, some of them have commented on this particular verse, is that when a person earns the pleasure of Allah subhanahu then Allah subhanahu changes the conditions on that person based on what's best for that person. So when that person needs to increase in their sabr, Allah Ta'ala will put them in a condition which demands and the dictates of that condition demand that the person should have sabr. When that person needs a boost in their shukr, Allah Subhanahu will put them, maybe send something upon them because put them in a condition that demands the feeling of shukr. Whatever feeling that person needs to make themselves even closer to Allah Subhanahu wa Allah Ta'ala will put that condition on them. That is what Allah Ta'ala is offering. And that is called wilayah. Wilayah, one way, there are many ways to define and describe it. One way to define and describe wilayah is that insan who has mapped themselves to the will and wish of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so much. And that insan who has learned to feel the feelings for Allah, then whatever feeling Allah ta'ala wants to see on him that day, Allah ta'ala puts him in that condition. Because Allah Ta'ala knows that this person will respond with that feeling. Can you imagine such a human being? That whatever feeling Allah Ta'ala wants to see on him, all he or her, all he, Allah, all Allah Ta'ala has to do is put him and her in that condition and they will respond with that feeling. They're well trained. Hmm? That's Ubali, trained in some. You know, like in different places all over the world, they have animal trainers. In American aquariums, they have these dolphins and they have shows and they're well trained. They've been trained how to respond to a particular whistle, to a rattle, to a ball, to a color, to a sound, right? So the wali is the name of that insan who has been well trained by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to respond with that jazba, that kefiya, that hal, that feeling that Allah subhanahu wa is wants from him the matloob hal in every halat. That's called the waliullah. It's that training that we should have in this month of Ramadan. So one partial training where Allah subhanahu wa gives it to us is every day you fast, you will genuinely feel when Allah ta'ala puts the halat of fasting on you, you will feel a shukr. When Allah ta'ala puts the halat of iftar on you, you feel a shukr. When you stand for taraweeh, you feel so Allah Ta'ala has put in Ramadan these features that change the halat on us and our hal response. You will find it in Ramadan. Every person will increase in their taqwa. Even the most distant young man, he says to himself or says to his friends, Ya Ramzan, right? What does it mean? Ek hal Hal Even on that naujaman. Kis cheez ka hal? Ramadan ki halat ka hal us par tari ho ra. Allah Akbar. That's the power of Ramadan. It brings every single mu'min, even who just does the basics of praying and fasting, to a hal. Literally, everyone will receive a, at least one, if not many halat in the ahwal in the month of Ramadan. This is what Allah Ta'ala is doing. He's showing us this is also a way of life. That I send halat on you and mutabik to that you offer your ahwal to me. It's a month of wilaya. That's the month of Ramadan. It's a month of ma'rifah. That's the month of Ramadan. It's not a month of fasting. 
It's not a month of iftar and suhoor. We've underestimated Ramadan. We've underestimated ourselves. We've underestimated the rub of Ramadan. So what we should do is we should make our real maqsad, our real purpose Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should feel that we are makhatib at this moment. We are at the cusp of Ramadan. Just in less than 48 hours, or almost, yes, almost less than 48 hours, we will enter into Ramadan. So what is being called unto us now? That, oh, humanity, and we are part of that humanity. That what is it that deceived you about your Rabbi Kareem? Why is it that you were not focused upon him? That Rabb who is so generous that he gives upon a person who does not deserve, who gives upon a person without them asking. That's what's going to happen in Ramadan. None of us even deserve Ramadan. None of us deserve Laylul Tukadr. None of us deserve that we should be alive spiritually and physically in a night khayrun min alf shahar that is better than a thousand months. We don't deserve that. We don't deserve an 83-year inam, given how the past few years and months we have lived in our life. So this is why, and this is why you will see, in the Islamic tradition people call it Ramadanul Kareem. It's the month of incredible faz and fuzzle and karam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beyond the like of which any one of us has deserved at all. So what we should do then we should turn all of our tawajju ilallah. We should turn all of our focus to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should turn all of our focus and all of our attention to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this month of Ramadan. What is that part of us that Allah Ta'ala wants? Now you may think outwardly, because we are staying away from food and drink and lawful relations if you're married, that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala seems to want our bodies. It seems to asking for bodily worship. And then in Taraweeh we are standing in night, in Qiyam, Qiyamul Lil. Actually no. What Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala wants in this month of Ramadan is He wants our ruh. He wants our qalb. He wants our spiritual heart in this month. That is what Allah subhanahu wa wants. First in this month of Ramadan, He's going to give us back an ahsas of that kalb, an ahsas of that root. He's going to make us feel a spiritual self inside of us once again. And then He wants that the second we feel it, that we should give it up to Allah subhanahu wa entirely. And we should develop it, we should work on it so much that when this month finishes, that this ruh stays with us. That after he takes us out from all of these darknesses and brings us into nur, that we enjoy that nur so much that we stay in that nur. So one problem people make in this month of Ramadan is they spend 27 days getting out of those zulumat. And the night of the 27th, they do a few things and they spend two, three days enjoying that nur. It's not enough. If you enjoy that nur for two, three days, right after Eid you go back to the zulumat. So actually what Deen of Islam wanted is that you spend Rajab and Sha'ban getting out of those zulumat. And from the very start of Ramadan you start drowning in the nur of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you spend 30 days drowning in that nur so that when you come out by the end of Ramadan it is an Eid for you. In other words, the real Eid in Ramadan, Eid means a glad tiding, a cause of celebration. Is that you have a feeling of glad tiding and celebration because of Jamakri. 
نان ایک ہلکا سا کوٹ لگ گیا ہے آپ چمک رہے دس از دا پرپز آف رمضان our own sheikh and some of you were there last night when he explained that throughout the year a person's focus was on their body and because they were overly focused on their body that excess focus went to their nafs so there are two things in a person one is their ruh and one is their nafs the stronger the ruh the weaker the nafs i'm going to say the same thing a different way the weaker the nafs the stronger the ruh And on the flip side, the stronger the nafs, the weaker the ruh. And I'll say it again a different way. The weaker the ruh, the stronger the nafs. So we have been people who up till now have been what in American slang we call double bemi. <laughs> we have been falling into stronger the nafs, the weaker the ruh. Because our nafs is so strong. And every time you give in to the unlawful desires of the nafs, it gets stronger. The Mashaikh mentioned the nafs is like a dog. The first time you hold a dog on a leash, it tries to get away. If you hold it tight, if you let go once, next time you try to grab it, the dog knows now. Knows that if I yank, this person will let me go. So this time, you, will, you may also try to make a resolve that I'm not going to let go. But now this time, the dog is going to tug even harder on that leash than he did the first time. Because he knows that he can break free. So every time you give in to the reins of your nafs, the nafs comes back stronger. Even stronger. So it means every single sin that we did, the nafs was stronger. The first time the nafs tries to bring a person into sin, it's a real battle. It's a battle between your nafs and your ruh. If you lose that battle, that first battle, right then the second time the nafs wants to bring you into sin, it's much easier. Because the nafs has become stronger and the ruh has become weaker. Now if you understand from this example, now imagine, just reflect in your own heart and think and recollect how many sins we've done in the past 11 months. Actually, there's no real need in Ramadan to just make this intention of cleaning for the past year. It should be needed for cleaning for the entire past lifetime. How many times did we indulge our nafs? The first time you miss Fajr, you may feel, you can't even remember the first time you missed Fajr. <laughs> Let me show you how zabardast the nafs has become. You can't even recall that. You can't even remember what that was like. That's how strong the nafs is now. It's a toy for it to make you miss Fajr. Right? Complete dominance of the nafs. This is what the Mashaikh say, that the person has become abdul nafs. They're supposed to be abdullah. They've had to become Abdul Nafs. They're a creature of their desires. That's how they called English. This person is a slave and a creature of their own desires. So what was one big consequence of that? Is that your rule became weakened. And then what happened is some of us, we tried, we were struggling. We tried to pray some farah, pray some salah. We did something to strengthen the rule. Again, but anytime you gave them to your nafs, it weakened the rule. So the ruh has just been going up and down, up and down. A little bit it goes up when you prayed some salah, read some Quran, made some dua, came to some gathering. You sinned again, it went right back down again. Then again you did something, you sinned again, it went back down again. Overall net result, aggregate effect was that our ruh was weak. Now the flip side, this is like a vicious cycle. When the ruh was weak, the nafs became even stronger because there was nothing to keep it into curb. 
So this month of Ramadan, this should be our intention. That in this month of Ramadan, I want to make my ruh strong and my nafs weak. I want to make my ruh the master and my nafs the slave. I don't want to be abdun nafs. I want to be abun nafs, the master of my nafs. In order to help us do that, that's why there's the bodily fasting. The whole purpose of the bodily fasting is to make the nafs weaker. The whole reason to make the nafs weaker is to make the rule stronger. And you will see that those people who stay away from sin and also fast in the month of Ramadan, their rule becomes stronger. They are now spiritually able, let's say for example, Taraweeh, they're spiritually able to pray this prayer of 20 rakats of one and a half hours. They could have never dreamed of doing that in Shaban and Rajab. In fact, the very first night of Ramadan, and many times when we give the bayan after the first taraweeh, this is the point that we make. On the very first night of Ramadan, means the night comes first in Islam, right? You haven't even fasted yet. You were just alive with the intention to fast tomorrow. You were alive from Maghrib to Isha. Just the niyat to fast the next day, just having that niyat for one and a half hours gave your ruh so much strength then on that first night of Ramadan after Isha, you stood for two hours in Taraweeh. Allahu Akbar. Look, imagine the power of that month of Ramadan. That even without fasting, just intending to fast for one and a half hours, it makes a person's rule so strong that now they can stand for 20 rakats in Taraweeh. Imagine how strong a person's rule will be after the entire 30 days of that month of Ramadan. Strong, very strong. So diminishing the nafs and increasing the root. Why is it linked to bodily fasting? Because whenever we eat, the first few two to three thousand calories, they go to your body. Because that is your bodily need. Anything you eat additional to that, you should think you're hand feeding your nafs. That's what you should think. Anytime you eat beyond your bodily requirement, you're hand feeding your own nafs. Now the shocking thing is that some people do this very thing in Ramadan. <laughs> that during the whole day they fasted, so they lowered the nafs. What they should do is from Maghrib to Fajr, they should eat whatever calorie intake their body requires. But instead, what do they do? So it's the month of the biryani and the month of the pakora and the month of the samosa and the month of the ruavza and the month of I don't know what. And they say, and it's apparently in the women, it's a joke. They say that Ramzan Arayam this kilo wasn't baraga. And I, not to pick on the women, I think many of you experience a similar phenomenon. Just understand that if out of the, all the months in the year, if in Ramadan, your body weight goes up by 5 to 10 kilos, that means your nafs weight is going to go up by 500 to 10, 1000 kilos. That's what you should think. So what happened is you did make the root stronger, but you ended up making the nafs strong as well. The two things cancel themselves out. Then what happens after Eid, you go back to your same old, same old self. I'm explaining to you our history. This is our story every year, right? 
Or is there anybody who can stand up and say that, no, I am today better than I was than I was one year ago today because of last year's Ramadan? I don't think anybody can say that. So this year, all you should be thinking about in Ramadan is your Ruh. Your Ruh. Your Ruh. What is the Ruh? Ruh is that part of you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made Himself. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran, Kun Fayakun. That he issues in a command to something, be and it becomes. Your ruh shares that feature with what? What else did Allah Ta'ala make from his own command? His arsh, his kursi, all of Jannat, all of the Malaika. They were also made from his command. So this is some special feature of the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates. When it was created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's command, ruh, be and it became. It means that the sustenance of the ru comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The sustenance of the ru that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what is captured in many Arabic words. It's the jaliyat, anwarat, the nur, right? The jaliyat, anwarat, waridat, fuyuzat means the divine emanations, the divine graces, the divine luminosities that Allah ta'ala sends onto a person's gulb. How does a person get this ghiza? Your body gets its ghiza by you going and taking some food and putting it in your mouth. The ruh gets its ghiza when you engage in some ibadah with your tongue and heart of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every ayat you do tilawah, your ruh gets ghiza. Every dua you make, your ruh gets ghiza. Every salah that you pray, your ruh gets ghiza. Every durood that you send, your ruh gets ghiza. Every istighfar that you make, your ruh gets ghiza. Every kalima or tasbih that you read, your ru gets ghaza. Every zikr, muraqabah that you do, your ru gets ghaza. So that means that if we want to make this month of Ramadan the month of the ru, we have to make it the month of ibadah. It's not enough to make it just the month of fasting. The purpose of fasting was to enable you to do ibadah. You see this word Ramadan comes from the root ra, meem, zad. Another Arabic word from this is called tarmidh. Tarmidh means to sharpen. Every time you sharpen a knife is because you plan to use it right there and then. Every single day that you fast from Fajr to Maghrib was so that you would use that power from Maghrib to Fajr and engage in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa So simply put then, in previous years, our Ramadans were all about our days. The fact that we abstain from food and drink in the daytime. This year we should make Ramadan all about our nights. We are all now experts at fasting. We've done it before. Some of us have done it here 10, 20, 30 times before. This year we should work on how to fix the nights of Ramadan. This year for us Ramadan is all about what I do from Maghrib to Fajr. Fajr to Maghrib I've got down, pat down. All about what I do from Maghrib to Fajr. And what is that? Two things. Two things that will strengthen the root. Number one, ibadah. And number two, taqwa. Don't think, la'allakum tatakun, that the taqwa that I was supposed to get in Ramadan was this, staying away from food and drink during the day. No. That's not the taqwa. Taqwa is an attribute that you're going to carry with you in your whole life. Staying away from food and drink from Fajr to Maghrib is not an attribute that you're going to carry with you your whole life. Taqwa is a feeling. 
It's a feeling. A feeling of fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A feeling of joy also at being able to sacrifice for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is what we mentioned earlier today in the Durat of Sir. That you should have that feeling in Ramadan. That feeling of being able to leave things for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at least whatever feeling you build from any Fajr to Maghrib, any Yom, any day of Ramadan, you should be able to revel and rejoice in that feeling from Maghrib to Fajr. As opposed to crippling that feeling, negating that feeling, wiping away that feeling by engaging in any type of sin from Maghrib to Fajr. So this year, the month of Ramadan should be about this energy and these feelings about ibadah and taqwa. What is the highest feeling? Highest form of taqwa. Highest feeling behind ibadah. Highest feeling that a person can have between themselves and their Allah. That is called love, muhabbat ilahi. That is called love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is a love, the highest feeling. Allah subhanahu has not just told the believers to have it. Allah says in Quran, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُمَّا لِلَّهِ That those who believe are even greater in their love for Allah subhanahu than they are in love for anything and everything else. Means the greatest thing that the believers love is Allah. But this is one nukta in Quran that Allah subhanahu has not just made this feeling of love a feeling that human beings should have. Allah Ta'ala has made this feeling of love a feeling that He has made and imposed on His own self. So all over Quran you will find, many places in Quran you will find, yuhibbu, That Allah Ta'ala's love comes on certain sets of His believers. For example, Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, إِنَّ yuhibbul muhsinin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who do ihsan, who are virtuous and excellent and noble in act and deed in word and thought. Second Allah ta'ala says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those people, those mu'mineen, who do tawakkul on him, who trust, rely and depend upon him in each and every matter and affair. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran that inna Allah yuhibbu tawabin and also mutatahreen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the people who make tawbah to him. This is an opportunity for us in the month of Ramadan to get that feeling of belovedness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Get the feeling of love for Allah and get the love of the feeling of belovedness from Allah. This is the job of the Ru. This is what the Ru is all about. If you want to understand what the Ru is. So Allah ta'ala loves the people who make tawbah over and over again every single time they make a sin. Allah Ta'ala loves the people who gave, uh, obtain tahara and purity, outward and inward, physical and spiritual and emotional purity, over and over again. Allah Ta'ala loves the people of taqwa, muttaqeen. So we should try to make ourselves the beloved of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala said in Quran, yuhibbuhum yuhibbunahu. That Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala loves them, yuhibbunahu, and they love Allah. So what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put first? In this ayah, Allah ta'ala is giving an ishara that He is first willing to bestow upon us the maqam and hal of a beloved. 
And then we can enter the hall of being a lover. Now what does this mean? When you feel, it's a hal. When you feel that you are loved by Allah, you will automatically love Him. That's why it's just like that, one word after the other. يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَهُ That Allah Ta'ala loves them. They tap into this feeling and they feel that belovedness. When they feel that belovedness, they automatically, completely love Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So in Ramadan, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases in a manifold way is our ability to feel being His beloved. This Ramadan Kareem that I mentioned to you before. You will feel His... Every time you break your fast, you will feel like you are His beloved. You will feel that He is hand-feeding you that iftar. You will feel that He is happy with you. You will feel it. You will feel it in your heart that my Allah is happy with me. That my Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sending His love upon me just because I stayed away from food and drink for a day. And so when you feel, so make sure you tap into that feeling. Every time you break your fast, you should feel that you're breaking your fast as the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when you feel it even in the moment of iftar that you're beloved, then throughout the next 24 hours you should live like the lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then again the next day Maghrib will come. And again you will break your fast. And again you should feel like the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then again you should spend the next 24 hours drowning as a true, sincere, ardent, passionate, ashik, sadiq lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then again he will make you feel. And this will go up incremental every single day if you operate on this thirst. That by the end of 30 days, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will shower his love on a person on Eid. And you will be walking around in your best clothes, smiling on Eid, because you drowningly feel like the super beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. That's the nizam Allah ta'ala has made. Not just staying away from food and drink and eating sevian on the day of Eid. Allah Akbar. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. That we should earn His love and we should feel His love and that we should feel His belovedness. It comes in a deed that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves someone, da'a Jibreel, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls Jibreel and He tells Jibreel, calls Jibreel to His arsh and He says to Jibreel at His arsh, so this is intimacy because Allah ta'ala can communicate to Jibreel wherever Jibreel is. Tells Jibreel to come all the way to that arsh, to that final point where the malaika have gone, to that point beyond which only Sayyidina Rasulullah went on Miraj. Calls Jibreel right up to that point. And tells him that, oh Jibreel, know that I love so and so particular person. Allah, can you imagine what type of human being, what type of Eid comes on that human being? about whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls Jibreel alayhi salam to the arsh and tells him that, O oh, Jibreel, know that I love this particular person and now go away from my arsh and make a'lan, announce to all of makhluk in all the samawat and the ard, to all the malaika, all the jinn, even subconsciously the insan also hear this, issue a proclamation and a'lan that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves that particular person. Allah, that's what Eid is supposed to be. Every person standing on Eid Salah should have attained this by the time the 30 days of the month of Ramadan has passed. That's why the great lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, they say in Quran, 
inni wajahtu wajhiya lilladheena fatarus samawati wal ard that indeed now i have turned my face turned my orientation away from every single thing in this world and all that it contains and i turn myself and my heart and my being and everything about me only and only to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala why should i not love that being who knows how to love why should i not love that being who has made me his beloved yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbunahu this is how we should spend this month of ramadan month of muhabba month of feeling right month of how we feeling month of the ruh month of love month of feeling as the beloved of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and finding our in ourselves the ability to feel as his lover and we should focus and develop our ruh and spend this whole month trying to maximize our ibadah in taqwa so that we can get this nur that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to bestow upon us that everything in our being should be full of nur that our entire life should be full of nur so that we can enjoy the halawat of iman the lazat of ibadah for this this month of ramadan is coming we make dua that each and every one of us should be able to feel and tap into this power of this month of ramadan of this ramadan kareem and may allah taala make each and every one of us the true lover and the true beloved of that rabbi kareem wa akhir da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin before we make dua we'll make muraqama silent zikr of the heart close your eyes and bow your head aankhon ko band kar le sar ko jhuka le jo kuch dil mein hai duniya mein se hat kar kar allah taala ki yaad mein doob jaye allah taala ne quran e kareem mein farmaya wa dhkur rabbaka fi nafsik and remember your rabb inside of yourself tadarruan with all humility khifatan in all silence the way to do this is that we go deep inside our qalb which is the heart and core of our ruh and that we turn the heart of our ruh towards the zikr the remembrance of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by focusing how allah taala said in quran wadhkur isma rabbik and make zikr of the name of your rabb and the name of our rabb is allah wa tabattal ilayhi tabtila such that you lose yourself in the zikr of his name and you are completely oblivious to every single thing so we close our eyes we bow our head we relax ourselves we make a niyyah When a person does zikr with their tongue that requires a harakah movement of the tongue when a person wants to make zikr with their qalb they simply make a niyyah an intention that their qalb is doing the zikr of Allah Taala's name and that Allah Taala is sending his karam and fazl on our heart as he said in Quran fadhkuruni azkurkum that remember me and I will remember you to Allah Taala sending his nur onto our spiritual hearts purifying our heart from its sins softening our heart towards his remembrance increasing our ruh in its strength subduing the passions of our nafs filling our heart with his love softening our heart to feel the feelings of iman and in response our qalb is doing zikr of his isme azam isme jalala as if our qalb is saying allah 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 बनाऊंगा अपने नफ्से सरकश अब तो यार रब गुलाम तेरा बनाऊंगा अपने नफ्से सरकश को अब तो यार रब गुलाम तेरा मैं छोड़कर कारोबार सारी करूंगा हर वक्त काम तेरा 
چھوڑ کر کاروبار ساری کروں گا ہر وقت کام تیرا جماؤں گا دل میں یاد تیری رٹوں گا دن رات نام تیرا جماؤں گا دل میں یاد تیری رٹوں گا دن رات نام تیرا ہر دم کروں گا میرے باری اللہ 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 رہا میں دن رات غفلتوں میں ابس یوں ہی زندگی گزاری رہا میں دن رات غفلتوں میں ابس یوں ہی زندگی گزاری کیا نہ کچھ کام آخرت کا کٹی گناہوں میں عمر ساری کیا نہ کچھ کام آخرت کا کٹی گناہوں میں عمر ساری بہت دنوں میں نے سرکشی کی مگر ہے اب سخت شرم ساری بہت دنوں میں نے سرکشی کی مگر ہے اب سخت شرم ساری میں سر جھکاتا ہوں میرے مولا میں توبہ کرتا ہوں میرے باری ہر دم کروں گا میرے باری اللہ 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 لا الہ الا اللہ محمد رسول اللہ دعا کیجیے سبحان ربی الحاب اللہ صلی اللہ سیدنا محمد وعلی سیدنا محمد وبارک وسلم ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا و علم تغفرنا و تلحمنا لنکوننا من الخاسرین ربنا یا اللہ یا رب کریم You give us each and every bounty and blessing that we have You give us izza You give us mal, you give us seha, you give us Qur'an, you give us Islam, you give us iman, you give us Nabi alayhi salam, zalamna anfusana. Yalla, we have wronged our own souls. We have been unjust to our own selves. We have deluded and deceived none other than our own selves. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we turn to you and beg for your maghfirah on this night. We beg for your rahmah on this night. Ya Rabbi Kareem, the month of your maghfirah is coming. The month of your rahmah is coming. The 
month of your karam is coming. Ya Allah, you are ghafar and this month is ghafran. You are rahim and this month is a rahmah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, you are kareem and this Ramadan is kareem. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask that you bestow upon our hearts each and every karam of this month of Ramadan, each and every fuzzle of this month of Ramadan. Ya Rabbi Kareem, you said in Quran, Wallahu dhu fadlin azim, that Ya Allah, you have an azim fadl. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we too want to be fadli. We too want to drown in that fuzzle. You said in Quran, Yutihi may yasha, that Ya Allah, you bestow that fuzzle on whomsoever you wish. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask humbly and we beg of you on this night that you decree that fuzzle for us, that you wish that fuzzle for us, that you wish that karam for us, that you wish that rahmah for us, and you wish it for all of the ummah on this year. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have spent lives of disobeying you, lives of neglecting your ahkam, lives of making salah kaza. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have more kaza than we have ada. We have more ghaflat than we have zikr. We have more disobedience than we have obedience. We have more sin than we have good. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we are the most weakest and rotten of your ibad. But Ya Rabbi Kareem, we still believe in you. We have iman only and only in you. We believe only and only that the kamil kitab is your Quran. We believe only and only that the last and final messenger and prophet is Nabi alayhi salam. Ya Allah, we are people of kalima. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you accept this kalima from us. Accept this iman from us. Accept us as an ummati for that Nabi. Ya Allah, let us follow the teachings of Quran. Let us drown ourselves in teachings of Quran. Let us follow the teachings of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi sallam. Let us drown ourselves in his sunnah and his uswa. Ya Allah, we ask that you adorn us with his outward sunnah, his inward sunnah, his zahir and his batin, his ahwal and his kifiyat, his adab and his akhlaq. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, we ask that you accept us for fasting in this month of Ramadan. Let us offer and fulfill each and every one of the fard fasts. Let us offer and pray each and every fard salah on its time. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we are sick and tired of missing our prayers. We are shameful at missing our prayers. We are remorseful at missing our prayers. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you make us in this month feel the sting of our sin, feel the pain of our sin, feel remorse over our sin. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you change these remorseless hearts into remorseful hearts. We ask that you change these unfe- our unfeeling hearts and make them feeling hearts. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we too want to feel the feelings of Quran. We too want to feel the feelings of Iman. We too want to feel the feelings of Ibadur Rahman, the feelings that we should have for you and the feelings we should have for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, increase us in our love for you, our love for deen, our love for Quran, our love for Nabi Alayhi Salaam, our love for his sunnah, our love for all of your true lovers, our love for all of your true beloveds. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want to become the misdaq of yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbunahu. And let us feel your muhabba in this month. Let our kalb become reignited once again. Ya Allah, we ask that you take us out from all of our dhulamat and bring us into your nur and to bring us into an-nur and to bring us into the nur of the deen and the nur of taqwa and the nur of haya and the nur of ikhlas and the nur of sidq. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, hum jaysay bhe muttaki ko ba taqwa bana. Ya Rabbi Kareem, hume bhi taqwa ki dholat ata farma, taqwa ki nemat nasib farma, hume bhi sharif musulman bana.
بنا ہمیں پرہیزگار مسلمان بنا ہمیں بھی آپ کا چاہنے والے بندے اور بندیوں میں سے شامل فرما رب کریم ہمیں سیدھا سادہ سچا سترا مسلمان بنا یا اللہ ہم جیسے بے وفاؤں کو اپنا با وفا عبد بنا یا رب کریم ہم جیسے بے وفاؤں کو نبی کریم سسم کا با وفا امتی بنا یا رب کریم ہم جیسے بے وفاؤں کو قرآن کریم کا با وفا ساتھی بنا یا رب کریم ہم جیسے بے وفاؤں کو سنت عظیم کا با وفا متبع بنا یا رب کریم مہربانی فرما ہم اپنے دو رنگی سے توبہ کرنا چاہتے ہیں اس دو رنگی سے باز آنا چاہتے ہیں نفس کی غلامی سے اپنے آپ کو چھڑوانا چاہتے ہیں یا رب کریم آپ کی برکت کے مہینے آ رہا ہے آپ کی رحمت اور فضل کے مہینے آ رہا ہے یا رب کریم ان برکات کو ہم پر بھی نازل فرما دیجئے نفس کی غلامی سے ہمیں چھڑوا دیجئے روح کی قوت عطا کر دیجئے روح کی استقامت عطا کر دیجئے روح کی حلاوت عطا کر دیجئے ایمان کی حلاوت عطا کر دیجئے عبادت کی لذت نصیب فرما دیجئے یا رب کریم ہم جیسے بے نصیب کو با نصیب بنا یا رب کریم ہم جیسے بے حیاؤں کو با حیا بنا یا رب کریم رمضان و مبارک تقوی کا مہینہ ہے ہم سے اس مہینے میں کوئی گناہ سرزد نہ ہونے پا یا رب کریم ہمیں اپنی حفاظت میں شامل فرما یا رب کریم ہم ویسے بھی گناہ کرنے سے ڈرتے ہیں یا رب کریم اگر اگر روزہ کر کر پھر بھی گناہ کریں گے روزہ رکھ کر پھر بھی گناہ کریں گے یا رب کریم تو چڑھوانے کا کوئی امکان نہیں یا رب کریم مہربانی فرما دیجئے ہمارے لیے گناہ کو چھوڑنا آسان فرما گناہ سے بچنا آسان فرما گناہوں کو بھولنا آسان فرما گناہ ود جذبات کو دبانا آسان فرما گناہ ود جذبات کو مٹانا آسان فرما اور یا رب کریم آپ ہمارے لیے آپ کی عبادت کرنا آسان فرما اپنی طرف ہمیں رغبت نصیب فرما ایک چشکا عطا فرما یا رب کریم ہم اس رمضان میں بھوک پیاس نہیں لینا چاہتے ہم آپ کی چسکا لینا چاہتے ہیں دین کا چسکا لینا چاہتے ہیں سبقت اللہ لینا چاہتے ہیں ہم رنگ ہونا چاہتے ہیں یا رب کریم ہماری اس پیشگی کو قبول فرما اس سبردگی کو کامل بنا یا رب کریم ہمیں اپنا رنگ والا بنا اپنے دیدار کرنے والا بنا اپنے یاد کرنے والے بنا اپنے محب اور عاشق بنا اپنے محبوب اور مقرب بنا یا رب کریم ہمیں بھی اولائک المقربون کی سعادت نصیب فرما ہمیں بھی اولائک فائزون کی سعادت نصیب فرما یا رب کریم ہمیں بھی مسلین متقین متوکرین کی سعادت نصیب فرما یا رب کریم اس رمضان و مبارک میں ہمیں اتنا نور اتنا دین عطا فرما کہ ہم اپنے سابق سابق زندگی کی طرف کبھی واپس نہ جا سکیں ہمارے آئندے والے زندگی کو گزرے والے زندگی کی کفارہ بنا یا رب کریم جو بھی دین کی محنتیں ہو رہی ہیں دین کی کوششیں ہو رہی ہیں اور رمضان و مبارک میں جاری ہو رہی ہوں گی یا رب کریم اپنے شرف قبولیت عطا فرما تمام دین کی جو محنت جو آپ کے پسند کے مطابق ہو رہی ہیں ان سب کو قبول فرما سب کو قبولیت عامہ تام نصیب فرما یا رب کریم رمضان مبارک میں ہدایت کی چشم کو عام جاری ساری فرما امت مسلمہ پر اپنے خصوصی رحمت نازل فرما ہم سب کو اپنے رب کے ساتھ جڑنے اور رب کی نسبت سے ایک دوسرے کے ساتھ جڑنے کی توفیق عطا فرما ربنا تکمل منا انکا انت 
السميع العليم وتوب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على حبيبه سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين